And still live from the nation's capital. Still live. Final hour on a Friday. Trista's got her scarf still on. You can see that on Twitch and YouTube and the Odyssey app. Yeah. It is a, more of a blanket, a woven blanket, if you will. Oh, Clippers are going to be on TNT, aren't they? Yeah, we've got to watch that. ESPN. So we'll it's ESPN keep it. after yeah, it's... the, by the way, Nets about to beat the Celtics. It's 113-104 with Crazy. 38 seconds to go. Crazy. So, I mean. That's a loss. Like, I, loss. Look, I get it during an NBA season. Things, like, guys, it's bad nights. It's 82 games. You can't expect players in the NBA now or. To, to play 82 games of defense and consistency. But I've seen some some alarming things from the Celtics late in the season. Passive Jason Tatum, lack of defense, uh, just blowing a massive lead against the Nets that they did here. I I don't know. It might be the Bucks now coming out of the East. I think, it's, I think honestly, we're going to start to see uh, more of these pundits and NBA experts or whatever start to say that the balance of power has shifted back to the Bucks. Yep. I guarantee it will happen uh, Monday after the this loss to yeah. the Nets happen. And then the Celtics, the Bucks play the Sixers on Saturday night. So, yeah. So, so that could be a big statement game the for them. If the Bucks beat the hell out of the Sixers, and the, the last thing that we saw from the Celtics was them losing to a, a team in the Nets that just got pounded by the Chicago Bulls, right? You watch them get beat up mm-hmm. last night is or two nights ago as well, right? Like if you look at that, they the the Knicks on Wednesday beat the Nets by thirty. Oh, they whooped the Nets. Whooped them. So the Bucks beat the Nets in Brooklyn by so fourteen. The Knicks are the second best team in the East is what you're saying. <laughs> in in the in the world of uh <laughs> of I guess deduction. Uh but no. Oh damn so yeah All the right. bu- the Bucks I think are going to be seen as even though the Boston Celtics just got to the finals, they didn't win. The last time the Bucks went to the finals, they won the whole thing. They right. beat the Suns. Bucks five and a half point favorites tomorrow at home against the Sixers. Oh, by the way, real quick, Al Horford saved me. Over two threes. Thank you very much. Or over one and a half. I needed nice. two from him. Over three. Or yeah. over one and a half. But it, this is this is what I'm saying. He's hit 14 threes in his last three games, and he had two tonight. You just never know. Good for him. Now, it's Al Horford. I, I get it. Like, he's not somebody that's a sharpshooter every night. Great stretch, big. But, like, come on. But it's just, yeah, it's one of those nights for the Sixers now. Where, or the the Sixer, the Celtics. Jeez, I'm thinking about the Sixers. They, they just blew this thing in the second half. They gave up 40 points in the second quarter and 34 in the third. And here we are. Here we are. So, you know, Bulls keeping this way too close to the Suns. Sun's still up. Too. I would not hate overtime. It, Bulls, uh, Suns. Well, I yeah. need I need a six point overtime win then for the Suns, and I then need, we can compromise. I need three points from Kevin Durant. Is what I need. Three. Yeah, I need three points. There's seven minutes to go in this game. I you just should need be okay. It. I know, but I get nervous. Okay, <laughs> but I get nervous. I get nervous. I'm nervous. I DeAndre think... Ayton, wow, only three rebounds. That's very mm-hmm. surprising to me. Julius Randle, another big night, thirty-five and seven. Yeah. I mean. Some would say he's back, as Ryan Horvath would say. He's been incredible with Jalen Brunson. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it really is just like chemistry matters. Chemistry matters in basketball really more than any other sport for yeah. like an entire team. Chemistry between receivers and quarterback, offensive line, there's some of that. But it, all five guys on the court, like it's got to click. And mm-hmm. it starts with a floor leader. And the Knicks have a floor general now on Jalen Brunson. And it's yeah. been great. It's fake yeah. news Friday. Last time uh, Nick Berlansky came on here and had some what we thought would be some controversial takes. Now we ended up agreeing. They weren't tough enough. You got some tougher ones for us Give this us time? Good we'll topic. try with this one to start. I know Tristel loves her Kangs. Kangs. 
but does she love them enough to say that they are more of a threat in the West than the Clippers or the Mavericks? True story or fake news? The Kings are more of a threat in the West than the Clippers or the Mavericks. Guys, I tell you what, how I know that they are is I think I would bet the Sacramento Kings, I so want me, I so want me. I think I would bet the Sacramento Kings to beat the Mavs in a seven-game series. I think it could be a sweep. They, I mean, you want to talk about a team that doesn't play any defense. The Mavs play less defense than the Sacramento Kings. The Kings' fourth quarter scoring, as we said, elite. If you look at what the Mavericks do in fourth quarters, I mean, they're one of the worst. They're third from the bottom. They score 26 points in fourth quarters. Sacramento, like I said, scores just under 29. Uh, they don't play defense, and they don't have as good of an offense. I would take the Kings over the Mavericks all day, every day, and twice on Sundays. And then you look at the Clippers, and yeah, we saw that very back-and-forth type of a game, but they are broken. The Clippers are a mess defensively. Offensively, they're very up and down. The spacing is weird. They've got injury concerns. I'm not even sure who their point guard is. Is it going to be Bones Highland? I don't know. I don't think so. It's definitely not going to be Russell Westbrook in key moments. Otherwise, it is night-night sleep mask. He is going to get run off the floor. He is not going to have any ability to close out games there. And then Terrence Mann is not a point guard. He's just really not. And then Eric Gordon is old. So, yeah, actually, actually, I do think the Kings post this, clip this, publish it, put my name on it, tag me, and then see who's laughing when it all said and done. First off, I want to congratulate you because that was a great performance because I know you are a hero in Sacramento now. So you oh, wanted to make sure. Sta- I think they're building a statue yeah. for me. So they love you. So you wanted to make sure that you got that up there. No, By the I way, believe I, that, I have though. Kings minus six and a half tonight. I just want to point that out because as, as, as you have been, uh, I have been on the Kings bandwagon from the beginning. So Lifelong have, Kings fan. I have been Nick supporting uh, this team from the beginning because I love the Kings. They're fun offensively. Lifelong Kings fan. Nick they Ashton. are as a lifelong, lifelong Kings fan. Been suffering. Well, actually, as I've said, I've suffered as much as Kings fans, so that's where we relate. But, you know, no one wants to think about that. They just want to get all angry and use F-bombs on social media. Very, very, very dirty language out there in Sacramento. A lot of... Dirty lot of, language on the internet. A lot of, yes, the internets are full of just angry people. That being said, if Russell Westbrook comes off the bench and plays five minutes a night, I'd take the Clippers because they'll get back to where they were pre-Russell Westbrook. But right now, how the hell can you take the Clippers or the Mavs who don't play any defense just like the Kings over Sacramento? You just, you can't right now. The problem is none of those teams that we just mentioned are any threat in the West because they're not playing any defense. Now, the Clippers were a decent defensive team earlier this year. They're atrocious now. They've been one of the worst teams defensively since the All-Star break. So if a team is not playing defense, I am ruling them out as a true contender in any conference. I mean, last year, Warriors and Celtics, two of the best defensive teams in the NBA. What got the Celtics to the finals was they started playing defense at what early January, mid-January. That turned everything around for them. The, the playoffs are a different animal than the regular season. Refs swallow the whistle a lot more. Uh, games are more physical. Teams are also more rested, so you're expected to play defense as opposed to during the regular season. Guys, it's back-to-back. There's travel. The travel is grueling. They're sleeping on a plane. They're getting in at 2 a.m., getting up for shoot-around, and then they got to get out there and play a game. You know, they've been on the road for three. Like, teams just don't play that type of defense. 
But you got to be able to do that in the playoffs. Because if you're up against a good defensive team and you can't, they're going to run you off the floor. But right now, how can you have confidence in the Clippers with the way they've looked the last four games? And look, I love Luka. And I think Kyrie and Luka are going to be fun to watch in, in key moments. Like last night, they both went over 40. But they can't stop anybody either. It's even worse. No. If you look at this from a contention standpoint in terms of who has actually been playing really good defense, you obviously have the Milwaukee Bucks, the Boston Celtics, the teams that we already know about. Memphis Grizzlies have been really good defensively too. But since the All-Star break, teams have been very good defensively. Golden State, yep. Phoenix, New York, L.A., teams that have struggled, actually, Boston, 120 yeah. defensive rating. That's 26th in the NBA. Really bad. Obviously, we know that the Kings defensively haven't been good all year, but the Clippers are 20th in defensive mm-hmm. rating as well. So if you're looking at who can we trust, who can we not trust, well, Denver's middle of the pack, and we kind of know that. Yeah. They're a good yeah. offensive team. It's really finding the teams that are going to be able to mesh both of those things together, offensively and defensively. Golden State and Phoenix. Well, where's, where's, where's Memphis right now? Did you say Memphis? Memphis right now is fourth yeah. in defense. That's why I still like Memphis as a team Offensively, really, really good. The question yeah. is, when you get into a half-court offense, how is mm-hmm. Memphis going to compete with a team that has three snipers like Golden State? Yep with Jordan Poole, Clay Thompson, and Steph Curry. I don't know that they can. Like, it's just going to be Desmond Bain and Luke Kennard. They really can't can't keep up. That's really the issue. If this were a full, the beginning of the season and these rosters were constructed the way they were and they were healthy, you would feel like it's Warriors and Suns, Collision Course, Western Conference Finals. Problem is they may not be able to match up there depending on what the seeding is when the regular season ends. But those feel like the two teams that I count on the most that can do – Play at an elite level on both ends of the court. Memphis, elite defensively, we know that. And you're right. Obviously, they can score, but it's the half court. And it's having guys, you put the ball in their hands. You're not competing with Kevin Durant and Devin Booker. Nobody on Memphis can do that. And I love John Morant, but he can't do that. And Golden State, I mean, it's the Warriors. It's still the Golden State Warriors, and we're seeing that. Yeah. And Steph's about to be on and his way back. And look at this. The thing that I find to be fascinating about the Warriors, because, again, defensively really good since the All-Star break, and that's without Steph. Mm -hmm. Steph's been a good defender in the last three, four years. Golden State, percentage of their field goals, 48% is threes. How how do you keep up when half of their offense is from beyond the arc? Yep. I don't know how you do that. You really can't. It's, It's borderline impossible. It's why they've won so many titles. Right? Like, you look at that and you say to yourself, well, what do we really do with that information? It's hard to do much. My laptop just died. Yeah, mine's getting close. Oh, yeah. I'm I mean, getting a little charging. battery, too. It's charging. It just went. Yeah. It just went. It just died. It literally just, I think, it's, I think it's broken now. It's been a night. Weird things happening. But, yeah, what were you going to say? I said fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. Do you have another one for us? I do have another one for you. It's funny that you mentioned that it would be a collision course between Phoenix and the Gold State Warriors, because if the season ended today, first-round matchup. Phoenix against the Golden State Warriors in four versus five. I, I hate that. I, I kind of love it. I don't want them in the first round. I want I, the, I don't want those teams to get knocked out too early. Now, granted, if that's the case, I'm going Golden State. For sure. But what I just don't want to see that. phenomenal matchup, though. It'd probably be a seven-game series. It would be absolutely incredible. But that's, that's horrible. I need to see that shift where it's at least the second round where they're playing. Conference finals would be the best. But, like, let's be honest. You're going to... Phoenix right now is 10 games back of Denver for the number one spot. Like, they're not catching up. 
to the 44 and 19 Denver Nuggets. They're not catching up to Denver even Nuggets. my Kings. Yeah. They're not catching up to even that. Well, There's just not enough games left. There. They're only three games back of the Kings. Yeah, now, I know Sacramento has to start losing and they got to start winning yeah. more. I understand you have to chip away at that. But, yeah, I, I, if it's a four, I, I just don't want to see them play in the first round. You're eliminating two of the best teams in the Western Conference right now. And I know we've only seen a little bit of the Suns, but let's not fool ourselves. That team is as loaded, loaded as they could be. So, that'd be disappointing, Nick. It would be. I hope that doesn't happen, Burlow. But if it does happen, do you believe that with a healthy Steph Curry, he's expected to come back on Sunday? Mm-hmm. True story or fake news? That is the toughest team in the Western Conference. True story. Because I'm not knocking off the I'm not knocking off the champs until the champs get knocked off. Mm-hmm. And it's we've seen this time and time again, and we've people have been writing them off. And they won a title last year when they were looked at as a team that was already past the point of having that window open. So give me the Warriors again. Yeah, man. They just when it comes down to it. Gary Payton, if he's back by the playoffs. That's right. He's not even back yet. When he's back for the playoffs, he is going to strap people. He is going to make Devin Booker's life Mm -hmm. so difficult. And then you throw on Andrew Wiggins on Kevin Durant, which will be a really fun matchup, too. Yes. And then you've got, you know, other guys making life difficult in the paint. Draymond Green on DeAndre Ayton. I think that's going to be really fun, too. Ayton will switch off sometimes. Or, uh, yep. And then Draymond you've got Kevon, off Durant, Kevon yeah. Looney in the post as well mm-hmm. as a big man. This is a team defensively that's going to cause real problems. And then you've got Jordan Poole off the bench? Against who? Mm-hmm. Who's stopping him? Josh Okoji? Stop. Yeah. TJ yep. Warren? Stop. What is what? Like, the Warriors are more and more, in my mind, a real problem. For everyone. They care about the playoffs, and they're gearing up for the playoffs. Pace of play is insane. Defensively, like I said, they're going to be a problem. But really, who are you putting on Steph? It, Chris Paul? It's I been, guess. It's been the dilemma that the NBA has had for a long, long time with this team. They just are too good. And I know that they've been really gross-looking on the road, and you mm-hmm. could say, oh, well, Phoenix is a really tough place to play, and they're a bad road team, but... Listen, bro, it's going to take seven then. Mm-hmm. It's going to take seven. You really want to see the Suns and Warriors play in the first round? Let me look at these NBA no, standings and see what the best the best first round matchups would be. Because I want to see, what I want to see is goodness throughout the whole thing. Right now we'd have Kings-Mavs. That would just be all offense. Kings would beat the, ooh, I almost cussed, mm. the poo-poo out of the Mavs. Yes. It would be so fun though. Kings-Mavs would be incredible. Suns-Warriors, incredible. Grizzlies-Clippers would kind of be boo-boo. I kind of want to see uh, Grizzlies-Timberwolves run it back. Run it back. I'm just excited to see my Kings, Trista. My Kings in that first round against the Mavs. I know, lifelong Kings fan. Yeah. I mean, I just, I can't wait. Be fantastic. I think I'm going to go out for that series. Yeah. Be fun. Yeah. Get your statue unveiled. You said you're going to yeah, build, build a statue for you. Yeah. The only national media member giving them their respect. Hey, there you go. You're, you're pandering, and I love it. 